Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find The Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. Welcome to Scam Wow, the podcast about scams. I'm your host, Sue Smith. And I'm Caitlin Bronick, and we, we love, love scams. scams. We're, we're huge scam fans. We are very big fans of scams. I would say that, like, mainly we just admire them. Oh, I am always like, I wish I could scam that well. Like, and, and you know, I've done my fair share of scams. Have you now? I mean, I am a, quite the con artist, but, so I do appreciate a good scammer. I love, like, I just admire what they're doing, and I think I wanted to do this podcast because there's so many good scams right now. So many good scams. It's just a juicy, juicy. And you know what? I will say this is where I can go into the deep-seated underbelly of America. Like, I can't deal with the murders. No. I can't deal with anything about hurting children, nothing about human trafficking. (laughs) It's there. But the scams I am, like, hungry for. I will say that personally, like, I have been through a murder phase the last couple of years. I've been very into murder. I've been, like, obsessed with murders. And, like, yeah, I'm reaching peak murder, you can say. There's almost too much. There's enough murder. There's enough murder. I'm almost murdered out. Yeah. I go to a hotel now, and I'm terrified of getting murdered. So (laughs) (laughs) it's affecting my life. So, like, I've moved on to just Take a murder break. Yeah, I'm taking a a murder break. And I think we need to clarify what we mean by scamming. Yeah, scam is very vague. You know, you just think of somebody in a trench coat. But no, we're talking about what defines America. <laughs> America was built on a scam. It really is. And if you doubt me, I I invite you to think of our president at the yes. moment. Yes, scams are throughout. And it is the American way. And it's also, it is very scamish. That's the new word I'm using. Um, To describe, to then deny that it's a scam. To be like, oh, no, I just got here naturally when literally Russia got you into the office. Or, and, and your dad and you've been bankrupt and you're not a good business person or even a politician with any kind of thing at all. Or any, father. Or you father, you know. That's where I draw the line. And you're just, or a person. Or you're person. not a person. Or person. Or any, oh, such a He's like a wax figure, constantly melting. So good. Uh, but we're just using that as a point to illustrate that scams are everywhere in our culture. Ever. We're talking about people who are con artists. We're talking about scams that like a small scam maybe a business would run. We're talking about scams that like an individual who doesn't consider themselves like well-versed but just happens to scam. Um, oh, my God. I, my first scams were on my little sister. I mean, I've, I've been scamming mean? for a long Tell time. Me. So when I was little, I was very... I don't know what it was. I was very sensitive, very, very sensitive. And so I had a little sister who's amazing. I still have her. I didn't have her. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I was worried for a second. <laughs> no, Mackenzie's listening. She's an amazing little sister. But um, I remember she would want to play with my toys, and I would get so angry. And my Jewish bubby would say, like, darling, look, if you act interested in another toy, then Mackenzie will go to that toy, and you can get your toy back. I mean, she put that in my head. of like, That's how, a scam! Yes, how I can manipulate my little sister. And it was the best piece of information. I was like, I'm going to live on this. And it really just is That's creative perfect. manipulation I use to this day. To this day. I am interested. I really think we are having a scam renaissance. There's so many good ones. There's Nexium. There mm-hmm. is Anna Delvey. There yes. is 
the one I'm going to talk about, which I'm very excited, it's just so rich for scamming right now. And I'm just, like, proud of the work that they're doing, you know? Yes. And also, America is excited to point out the scams. I feel like after a Mm -hmm. while, because we were so— People felt so duped by Trump and by everything, and the, everything's upside down. It's just it's fun to go like, well, look, this is this is also happening. Yeah, excited to point out the scams. However, I would argue that not excited to do anything about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just like, you know what? That's crazy. Keep going. That's a scam. We're out. We're outraged. You do you. <laughs> you do you. I saw an article about scam makeup. Oh, mm-hmm. not me. not makeup companies that scam you. About makeup to wear if you want to look like a con artist. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's specific scam makeup. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Is it like a high contour and like just lots a of heavy hot, eye? It's a just heavy, heavy eye. eye. That's because it. people can't look in your eyes. I, that was it. And Maybe. I was like, okay. I read the whole article and all I got was a deep dark eye. <laughs> wow. Right. So people are really thinking <laughs> really, about this. Really are taking it there. Yeah. You know, and I don't, it, that's not the scam I would do. I wouldn't do a dark eye because then you look. A little scammy. And then there's heavy, also... Heavy, heavy makeup. There's also that effort. No, doing yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I'm I, not going to scam myself into oh, thinking it'll work. Exa- that's a self-scam. <laughs> we'll talk about self-scam. We'll talk about self-sabotage. Ugh, not going to do it. Not going to do it. No. no. So, should we talk Let's about the scams? We, so, Sue and I both have scams. We haven't gone over our scams with each other. We want to surprise each other. We want to surprise each other, but we don't know how long that'll last because we get too excited. So, there might be other episodes where we just can't surprise. And Throughout we the know. week, I was like, Caitlin, do you want to hear my scam? <laughs> Let me just tell you my scam. I want to tell you my scam. <laughs> it was just basically trying to let out the scam so many times. So, this is our first try. Okay. We'll see how it works. Okay, cool. So, please tell me about your scam. I get to go first? Yes. Okay, great. Um, my scam, I feel like this is like the Midnight Society. Okay. <laughs> the true story. Um, it is LuLaRoe. Have you heard of LuLaRoe? No, no clue. Okay. LuLaRoe is very, no one in New York has ever heard of it, but it's very popular in the rest of the country. And it's like an Avon multi-level marketing, mm-hmm. but for leggings. Just leggings. <laughs> That's it? Just leggings. Um, there's some tops and some cute dresses. The dresses are really cute. I'm wearing a Lulu row top right now. I like it. Thank I you. Like I actually liked it when I saw it before you didn't even tell me. I was thinking that's cute. Wait, okay, I have to wrap my rent, my mind. Is it jeggings and leggings? No. Tights? It's leggings. It's leggings for workout wear? Leggings for casual wear. Oh. Leggings for so okay. So what it is is a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. And again, like I just want to let you know that like disclaimer. You, do not sue me. Yeah. <laughs> disclaimer. You cannot don't sue share me. this. Don't this tell is all from the, the internet. <laughs> don't tell this woman. Yeah. Don't tag her. And no. um, don't buy those leggings. Don't buy. Okay. So this is how an MLO works: multi-level marketing scheme. Okay. Thank these you. first consultants. Sorry, it's very complicated, and that's how they scam you and trick you. Um, these first consultants get in on top. They make all this money, right? And then more consultants get in, and they have to ha- like be sponsored by someone to become a consultant, right? So like, like a. That makes like a health club or something like like a like, <laughs> like what is it like those fancy like yeah 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 like yeah. you can go only get in this way but the person sponsoring them is taking a commission is taking a oh. cut off of everyone underneath them so, so it's let's say I had a sponsor yeah um and then they would take a cut from mine and then if I sponsored somebody else would they take a cut from that other person yes oh my gosh yes. Yes, so the person at the top is making, like, a pyramid. Right, so what is appealing about it if you are, like, getting into it? Like, what is the 
draw. I think it's because you can work from home and mm-hmm. people are like, you make all this money. They had a seminar in Orlando with Mario Lopez. No. <laughs> yes. Mario, see, Mario Lopez got scammed. Mario Lopez does not know. I don't know if that's a scam, though, because he was paid to be there. You know what I mean? But he doesn't know what he's selling. He doesn't know. Okay. So how I first found out about LuLaRoe is I was walking down Main Street in Warren, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, population 9,000. Um, Thanksgiving 2016. And I walked into a little store um, and a girl was selling these wares and she was so excited about them. And she had these, uh, she had dresses and she had leggings and she had like tunics that could be a dress or a shirt. And so uh, this is an actual store. No. Okay. okay. You buy It was in, a hallway <laughs> in a mall. <laughs> she had a pop-up. Okay. Okay. It was... It was a van. <laughs> it was a Verizon store <laughs> with a little, with some clothing racks. And I'm not lying. It was. You know, I like her. Yeah. It was a Verizon store? With some clothing racks. Yeah. No. <laughs> I thought you were joking. I swear to God. Like, she rented out the Verizon store and was like, guys, let me take this? Let me do the pop-up. Yeah. Pop-up. And so were they selling Verizon goods? Yeah, in the front. In the front? <laughs> <gasps> so her dad probably owns that Verizon store. Maybe I bet you it was a I family hope so. friend. I hope so. Well, she and her mom were doing the Lulu It's a dad. <laughs> so okay, so I went in. I was like trying stuff on, and she was like telling me how good I looked. And everyone, everything is very flattering. So this T-shirt that I got is like covers your butt, and it, I want sh- it. has a little bit of shape in I the middle. It. I want it. <laughs> See, exactly. Yeah. It has a little bit of shape in the middle, so it's like, whatever. And then the, I got leggings, and they're so comfortable. Are so they, like, see- see-through? Because a lot of leggings turn see-through very fast. It doesn't matter because it covers your butt. Oh, the shirts. The shirts. cover your butt. Um, they are a, l- I, mm, a, l- a little, but they're so comfortable, the most comfortable thing. But here's this thing is that these women have to buy all the stuff, but they don't know what patterns and colors they're getting. They don't even know? No, no, no. They just have to be like, I want se- seven size small t-shirts, and they'll send the patterns and, and colors, and it'll and be like— these girls have to then figure it out and figure out how to sell it. Exactly. Wow. So Lulu Row costs $5,500 <gasps> to buy in for your starter pack. Oh $5,500 for your starter pack. I looked up other multi-level marketing things, yes. and the buy-in for Mary Kay is like $300. Yes. They're all like a couple hundred bucks, but LuLaRoe is five grand. Now, do you get, what do you get from that? Anything? You get 331 pieces. I looked up the okay. numbers. <laughs> 331 pieces, and you get like leggings, and they have dresses that are like, it's all body-flattering stuff. So they have like high-waisted dresses right. and tunics. And now, what can I keep? <laughs> if I'm going to do a scam, I want to at least... If I'm Benefit be scammed, from a scam. Yes, I want to have cute outfits. I want. I want to look good. But I think that's good because then you're selling it, and you're like, okay. look at blah blah blah. Look at me. You know who sells Lulu is um, Mary Brown from Sister Wives. Oh my god. On TLC. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's and one you of know these. what? She looks amazing. She, <laughs> And here's the she thing. She looks how she looks, okay? She looks how she looks. She looks how she looks. And she's I just, comfortable. I, I choose, and that's not my look. That's not my, not look. my look. No, it's a little loud. Yeah. And that's the thing with LuLaRoe is, like, their patterns are— I'm Googling LuLaRoe right now. You have to I expect all of you to pull out your phones and do the same. So the LuLaRoe shirt that I'm wearing is plain black, and she told me that this was very limited edition. <laughs> you can't buy plain black anywhere. You can't buy plain black. No, it's all prints. Oh, no. Oh, oh you're looking at it right now? I'm looking at it right now because— 
I don't want to go into your scheme, but I want to see the prints because I want to see how god awful they're they so bad. So they had. Oh yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so they had. I think that there are a couple uh, like <laughs> social accounts dedicated to Lulu Rofails, and then one was like they had a pair of leggings with a leaning tower piece on them, and they were flesh colored leggings. <laughs> flesh colored? No. So it looked like okay. dicks. Oh Jesus, Jesus. Okay, okay, I hate all of these clothes. Not one's okay, but. It also looks like LuLaRoe are clothes for someone who is, like, um, in a constricted lifestyle, <laughs> like, not allowed to show shoulders or knees. That's like, funny that you say that because like, it started by Mormons. Yes. It looks like a shitty Mormon line. Yeah. yeah. It started by Mormons. So this woman that started it, I'm going to name her name because she's a big, bad scammer. Mm-hmm. Is no tagging. <laughs> Deanne, Deanne Stidham. She has a sister named Diane Stidham. Oh, yeah. And they— created their first dress together when Deanne sewed a maxi dress for her daughter and then took orders and made skirts from her daughter's friends, too. But here's the thing. Deanne just drew the dress, and then Diane made all the made all the clothes. So Diane got so pissed off with Lulu Rowe over the last few years, she started her own line, and she was like, I'm being scam- scammed by my very sister. sister. That's what I did. <laughs> get yeah. It. I get it. I for get your it. buddy. Yeah. Diane and Deanne. Uh, Diane's line is called Papiphany? Papiphany? Is it as god-awful as this? It's pretty god-awful, but, like, the buy-in is much less. So here's the thing. So, like, 2016, when I got mine in the Verizon store, it was, there was only a few thousand, (laughs) (laughs) there's only a few thousand consultants, you know, they weren't, the market wasn't saturated yet, but my sister-in-law is very into these kind of scams. She always knows, she knows about the essential oils, she knows about, like, she, yeah. Get her on the (laughs) show. So she was like, oh, yeah, LuLaRoe's the hot new thing. So for, like, six months, I was into it. So and it was hard to find and you would go on these Facebook groups and they would only sell their Lulu Row part they had Lulu Row parties at like Sundays at 8 p.m. That was the only time you can buy it. Ugh. And no no no. It was like, well, I gotta log on on Sunday at 8 p.m. so I can get the Amelia. Oh, you don't have to go to someone's house. You don't have to it's Thank all God. on Facebook. It's all on oh, Facebook. Okay, okay. So like so you but you can't order on the website. You can't you can only get them from these consultants. And there are mm-hmm. only a few thousand. And then it ballooned to like and so, okay, these leggings, I paid $35 for a pair of leggings. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I tw- get mine at Dwayne Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I paid $25 for the leggings, $35 for its T-shirt, but it's worth it because of the shape. Yeah. And I didn't have money in my checking account at the time, and my husband looked at me, and he was like, um, are that's, you sure? That's why I'm following the most. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been there at the most. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're very expensive. Uh, I've read somewhere, I read on this Bloomberg article, they cost $1.50 to make in China and Vietnam. Then oh. Lulu Ro bu- buys them for $12. Then the consultants sell them for $18 or oh. $25 or whatever. Okay, okay. So the consultants get money off of that? Yeah. Do they make money from this? So they did make money. They were making money hand over fist. There were all these stories of... The first consultants buying houses, going on cruises, buying fancy cars. They like, got to share those stories. They got to share the stories. They gotta. Yeah, getting rich from this, getting yes. so so loaded. So all these women started like quitting their jobs and like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be yeah. a stay at home mom. I'm going to take care of my kids. And um, the market of consultants just like ballooned. And now there's so many yeah. that no one can make money off them. Oh. So and also the quality's gone down. Like mine when I got them are much better quality than they are now. Wow. There's um, 
Lula fails, and there's, like, all these pictures of just, like, someone said they rip, like, wet toilet paper. They rip so quickly. and Wait, there's a group of Lula fails? It's called Lula fails. <laughs> I love how pissed off women can get. <sighs> like, they are so angry because they do realize how, what a scam this is. Now, I'm also looking at the website, and there's something called the Chrissy T, and it's a t-shirt tied in a knot, which, like, I could do. I could do that. But under it, she has another printed t-shirt. That goes down to her elbows. No, oh, honey. honey. <laughs> so I'm looking at Lula Fail, the hashtag on Instagram, and there's a, a pair of leggings <laughs> with what looks like a vagina on oh. the vagina, and oh, it looks no. like blood coming out of it, but they're, it's a hamburger <laughs> print. <laughs> oh, so the burger and the patty's right in the bed. Yeah, it's poorly placed. <laughs> Very poorly placed. I bet placed. you the people making it in Vietnam were like, you know what, fuck you. Fuck these people. You're not paying us anything either. So when Deanne started this, she was like, I'm only making 2,500 of each one, so there'll be limited edition, Exclusive. so people will want them. So I read online that she's actually buying remnants, so that's why people can't choose the patterns and colors. It's like leftover scrap material. So that's why there's a hamburger print. (laughs) (laughs) And they stole, they steal people's artwork. So they did one girl's artwork um, and they left the watermark and they left her name on the the watermark. They left her name on the art. She's going to sue, right? I mean, I guess. I don't know what happened to her. So I, um, the Better Business Bureau estimates that the medium income is $2,500 per year, which is bad. Yeah, if that's uh, all you're doing. Because there are women quitting their jobs for this. Like, and they really believe it's a good idea. And they believe it's a good idea. So also, it used to not be allowed, you used to not be allowed to sell them on eBay. Um, and then people started selling on eBay because they're just trying to get rid of all their inventory. And yes. they're they're like... There's a class action lawsuit against them. For against the, the people selling on eBay? No, no, against LuLaRoe. Okay, great. Um, are the people selling on eBay, are they in trouble? No, because they're just selling it because they're trying to get their money get back yeah. from LuLaRoe, but they LuLaRoe said there would be a return policy and they could return them, but then the, it's taking forever, and these people just want their money back. Yeah. These people are going into debt. They're Oof. taking out credit cards for this initial thing of $5,500, yeah. and then in order, so in order when you're at the top of the period, the pyramid, and you're getting... <laughs> and you're on your period. And you're on your period, and you're getting money from these downline people, the, sp- yes. the people under you, you know? You can only be eligible for those commissions if you're buying product every month. So you have to buy, you have to spend money. Buy. You have to spend money every month to be eligible for their commission. So you have to continuously be restocking. Ooh. So these women have garages full of oh, just... Yeah. Ugly tunics, you know, and <laughs> what a sad thing. It's a so garage sad. of tunics. Oh, That's disgusting. And imagine, you know, because all these prints look like, like if you've ever looked at the Lands End catalog mm. or LL Bean, and you look at the kids' bathing suit section, <laughs> that is what these prints for adult women are. But I would say that those are better. They are. LL Bean is good quality. Good quality and good for little kids. But like these are like adults. Yeah, and they have on Instagram three hundred and five thousand followers. Yes. Okay. So they used to not be able to sell on eBay. They used to not be allowed and they would get caught and they would get in trouble. So I looked at the eBay listings last night and Mm -hmm. this is how saturated the market is. There are 263,219 listings on eBay right now. Right. And 
the leggings are selling for 99 cents. <gasps> so, yeah, so now their wares aren't valuable at all. At all. And they Aww. put all this money in. These ladies. I know. So I bought mine for $25. I could buy them for 99 cents, right? <laughs> Did you buy one? You should buy one. Okay. So <laughs> last summer, I was like, oh, my God, the prices are going down. Yeah. So last summer, I went on eBay, and I was like, well, I really like these dresses, but I've the dresses are more expensive. They're like $50 or $60. But I was yeah. like, I'm not buying 50 or $60 for a dress no. that I can't try on and I can't return. Like, no, no fuck no, no. you. Then you'd have to create your own eBay store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Um, so I went on eBay and I was like, let me try these dresses. I, I was able to get, I got three dresses. They were like $25 each. Good. And I got them all in the same size and the fit is different on each one. Oh. Yeah. The It's so like ridiculous and they're polyester and they're hot there's one that I like and one that I'm keeping I want you to take a picture of each you in each dress and post it um, <laughs> I, want to see. I mean it's totally we'll see. Really flattering but so like okay also <laughs> when I bought my first shirt my sister-in-law was like yeah you should go on this Facebook group you know order your size I'm like how do I know what size I wear and she's like you're an extra small. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So I ordered these dresses all in extra small, and only one of them fits me. <laughs> it just, it makes no sense. And that's the thing, like, there's no size chart, really. It doesn't no. look like it. And it, yeah. And if, if you're a big LuLaRoe fan, I guess, like, you know, if if it's, if you're doing well with it, good for you. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like anybody else is doing well. I don't think so. I, I think the bottom of the pyramid has gotten enormous. Yeah. And no one can make money off of it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
here's another scam that the owner's Deanne is running. Okay. Deanne wants her her top salespeople at the yes. top of the pyramid to be super skinny for some reason. <gasps> um, so she and she has this scam where she will tell them, oh, you should get this gastric bypass surgery no. that me and my sister had. It was great. I loved it. There's this place in Tijuana that does it for cheap. Tijuana. And she calls these girls her Tijuana skinnies. So the surgery. Oh, my God. Tijuana skinnies. A Tijuana skinny. That is, that's that's a curse Sounds word. like a great mocktail. <laughs> yeah. It's a great mocktail and, and offensive. And offensive. Yeah. So the surgery costs $4,000, but she was like, if you PayPal me $5,000, I'll get you all set up. So doing a scam with she's making money of putting them in this Tijuana lipo. The weight loss. No, no, no. No, it's not even lipo. It's, it's the it's gastric bypass. It's a gastric bypass Is that surgery. where they clip your stomach? Yeah. This mm. traffics in women's empowerment. Mm-hmm. This whole thing of like, honey, like, let me help you up. Let me help you get into this business. No. When it's the least empowering thing ever. And I think these multi-level marketing things prey on women, too, because women are at home taking their kids. And they just want to make more money. Well, yeah, I just had a baby, and all I want to do is, like, be with him all the time, but also never be around him. <laughs> like, I, I want to, yeah. like, get out of the house, be my own person. I just had, like, a meltdown last week because I was like, who am I? I don't know who I am anymore. But I don't want to ever leave his side because he's growing. He's amazing. He's, like, a wonderful child. Yeah. But I still really want that separation because I still want to be me. Yeah. Um. So I get why this is really appealing. And then, I mean, I love— I love clothes. I love all that stuff. I love, and also it sounds like the community of women is really appealing. And then they just suck you in and they do not care about you at all. They don't care about you. It's Mm -hmm. all about selling. They'll be like, so this girl that sold me the leggings and the shirt was just like, you look so, it's so flattering. Everything we wear is so flattering. You look so good. Blah, 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 blah. And like, you think, oh my God, she wants to be my friend. We're friends now. She doesn't want to be your friend. No, she just wants to sell me shit in the Verizon store. (laughs) Someone, Someone got me to sign up for a three year. Um, cannot break the contract membership for ballets because I told her I was an actor, singer, dancer, and she said, like Jennifer Lopez. And I was like, just like Jennifer Lopez. And so I signed up. <laughs> Have you seen Jennifer Lopez's body, by the way, P.S.? Oh, it's insane. Insane! It's ridiculous. 49! I want to know what she does. See, I know people get work done. I want to know exactly who did it, how they did it, and I want to know if I can afford it. And if it's in Tijuana or not. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll do it. Get me there. Get me it. See, this is why we're wow. susceptible to scams. I am really susceptible because I do want to look my best, but I do now have a new hatred for this woman. I don't I, – I mean, the gastric bypass is like the most – cruel, invasive. evil, invasive. Like you are not only taking people's money and well-being and that does affect their children and their family and does affect their everything, self-esteem. You are going in and you are cutting open their body. And listen, all of my knowledge from gastric bypass comes from my 600-pound life on TLC. Yes. <laughs> but it looks very intense. It is very intense. Yeah. I've looked at it a lot and like I know some a bunch of people that have had it. And basically, you eat, your stomach is very small, but the stomach also grows and changes. Mm. So sometimes you can gain all that weight back. And they're not teaching you, now this is a whole other topic, but they're not teaching you new lifestyle skills. You're just cutting open your body. And it sounds like it's the lifestyle skill she then gives you is this incredible amount of pressure and cruelty. And it's, yeah, it's not something you should do in Mexico. No. I mean, fillers. You know Mexico's <laughs> fillers, dental work, fine. <laughs> Mexico's fine, but I just, I don't. Having somebody give me cheap, cheap 
cheap cutting open my body is not what I want. No. I, I would rather, like, pay more. I mean, I, I have had my own fair share of surgeries. Like, I want to go to the best yeah. to cut me open. Absolutely. Oh. Oh, and you should want that for yourself. Yes. You should want that for here's the, Okay. So here's the thing is it makes me so mad on so many levels. And I feel like women are susceptible to like Mary Kay and Avon. This is the mm-hmm. same kind of thing because there isn't good paid parental leave policies. There isn't good oh, child yeah. care. And it just makes me really upset. Yeah. It's really upsetting. And she has to go down. Like she's going to. So she's in a lawsuit for, Great. Um, I think, over a billion dollars with over a dozen people, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, But her profits in 2016 were $2.3 billion. Billion? And billion. And Billy that makes Bay. it the size of J. Crew. No. Yes. Her fucking leggings. This wow. bitch. This bitch. This bitch. But you know, she's going to declare bankruptcy. I bet you she does that. She's going to be like, I can't afford a lawsuit and somehow declare something. No, she's going down. She's going down. I, oh, this is hearsay. You can't sue me. But I. Can't sue us. Yeah, I read on uh, Mommy Guyver, the mommy blog, sure. um, that she. They're very into drugs and they're very like. Very into like oxy and stuff. So, oh, yeah. so I bet she has some stuff going on with some like. Well, there's so much escapism there. Like the whole concept yeah. is escapism. Let's escape into drugs. Let's like, of course, done. That's like the base level. Yeah. But then let's escape into this new look, this feel, this social media presence. Yeah. It's all done on social media, so you can look as pretty as you want when you're on mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, this idea of the escaping your actual body and what you're putting in your body and how your how your body is processing things to literally cut your body open Ugh. like it isn't it, none of this is living in reality and that's the thing is like when you get on these pyramid-ish scheme plans what's this one called uh, multi-level marketing multi-level yeah, yeah. pyramid scheme yes. same thing the multi-level marketing is like that you it's so sad because you do think you're going to come out ahead you really you do really do and the only one who does is the one who creates it like the monster that creates it mm-hmm. is the only one who does it's, it's really sad um i We'll end it with this. I think that with Tijuana, with drugs, I think that she's probably wrapped up in some bad shit Mm -hmm. with maybe drug dealers in Mexico. Mm -hmm. All speculation. (laughs) Yeah, we're calling it here. Yes, and she's going to go down. She's got to go down. Yeah. She's got to go down. She's got to. It's fucking karma. Seriously. Oh, something bad's going to happen. Also, there's so many things. There's so, there's so much. Oh, I could go on. I'm like gonna cry. Yeah, I'm so really, upset about really this. We really don't like her. She. This is an example of a scam that we hate. We hate. We love scams, this is but a bad this is scam. one that we think is an evil, evil scam because it's it's preying on women. And my God, women have enough. We have enough. We have enough. It's fine. I can't take more on. Uh-uh. And uh-huh. if and if you're preying on women who are already stuck at home with a child, feeling like they need to escape, yeah. it's the saddest group to prey on. It really is. <laughs> For sure. Not cry. cry. <laughs> I have a really fun scam next. Okay. 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 okay We're cool. not going to cry. You, you know what? Feel your feelings. Uh-huh. But this woman is my new favorite person. Tell me. This is also a large woman. She was like <laughs> 6'11". She was, they say, 250, 300 pounds. What? Yes. But she's amazing. Her name's Frederica Mendelbaum. I'm... They call her Marm Mendelbaum. And this woman, okay, so this was during the golden age in in New York. She was in New York. So basically, oh, I'm sorry, the Gilded Age. Wait, did you well, say that? I'm still like 6'11"? <laughs> yeah. She's a very she large was, woman. She was a huge, I can't remember. I, I and we're not tall shaming. <laughs> no. This was a beast of a woman. <laughs> it was like. Again, this is pro woman. But she's a beast. We got to agree. She's a beast. Like, yeah. it's okay. Some people are beasts. Some people are. No. Um, everybody's beautiful. But this woman, it is said because she was an imposing figure. So okay. that's why got I it. say this. Okay. Now also, I could have 
Googled and read something wrong. Maybe she was like five nine. I don't know, but she was a huge. <laughs> Wait, she was either five nine or six eleven. Five eleven. She's five eleven. Okay, cool. No, okay. that's not beastly. No. That's normal. That's normal. But okay. she was also very overweight, which is why people okay. sort of like she was imposing. And we're not fat shaming. We're no, not, we're this not. This worked to her shaming. advantage. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know how she was eighteen feet tall. I don't know, but this is so. Also, okay. This was in. I have to edit that last part of the podcast. This was in the Gilded Age. Okay. In New York City. What does that mean? So this was right after the Civil War. Uh-huh. Right when money started forming, like like sort of like people were making a lot more money, the stock market's going, mm-hmm. and people are coming into power. And she was a part of like the city's first crime ring and yes. came into power during that time. And so what's pretty amazing, so she came from current day Germany. Um, she was Jewish with her family. She was married with her husband, Wolf, which I love that name, Wolf uh, Mendelbaum. Yes. Yeah. And they were peddlers. I want to have sex with him. Oh, Wolf, Wolf Mendelbaum. Mendelbaum. Wolf Mendelbaum can get it. Okay? He can get it. So she, they worked as peddlers in Germany and then came because of limited economic opportunity, like everybody did. Apparently, a lot of um, Eastern, Middle East, not Middle Eastern, we got to cut this. No, no, no. I'm saying it wrong. A it's like you Eastern, think like you know so much about it and then I you do, get there and, and you're like, confused. but the story, yeah. Eastern European people, yeah. Jews, not Jews, that was where in Europe they didn't have as much um, economic gain, but they did in England and sort of that was a Victorian era in England. So England's booming. France is doing, yeah. I think, okay. And then so all of these other Europeans were like, let's go to America. And that was a big like rush so um, also if any of this is wrong <laughs> you can um, whatever you can't us. sue us <laughs> you, you can't sue us but you can text me okay. okay so she came over with her husband and they started paddling here now she was 23 which is an an adult like that was like old then she's like, an now, old maid yeah yeah she is an old maid she is married but she's an old maid and they have um, they're d- getting different readings on this some people said it was three kids some people said it was four kids but it was two boys two girls apparently mm-hmm. so maybe something happened to one of the boys we're not sure um <laughs> This is all a long time ago. So there's like old-fashioned We're doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. Okay. So everyone says her luck changed after the panic of 1857 when hundreds of businesses failed. And they closed tens of thousands of shops, banks, and people lost their jobs. So now you have all of these hungry children, women, roaming the streets, panicked. Mm -hmm. And this lady took advantage of that in a really, like, loving way. She taught other women and children how to be thieves. Oh! And she created the first school for thieves! Oh, that's so good! <laughs> that's so oh. I know! I want to go to thief school. I know. And it was, she created the first, so she created this school, and basically she would go around because there were lots and lots and lots of poor children. So she would teach them how to pickpocket. <gasps> she would teach them these were also abandoned children. So she would teach them how to fend for themselves <gasps> and how to do this. And so then there were different levels in the school. Yeah. So once you got higher, you got to learn how to do safe break, um, safe breaking into <gasps> and like locks. And so this was called the Grand Street School. Oh. And it was the most highly esteemed in- institution for young criminals in the country. <gasps> <laughs> I know. And the brightest graduates were offered salary positions by her. Oh, isn't that amazing? Frederica, I love you. <laughs> she's amazing. And so, I mean, she's so smart. And so she also, 
With all of this, though, she had connections with people in politics Mm -hmm. and police officers. They were all on her payroll. She had um, a prestigious law firm at the time on a $5,000 a year retainer, which is a ton of of money money. um, at that time to help them with legal defense and any need to bribe judges or police (laughs) men for any case. So she was a, you know, a criminal. And she but she has always said that and this famous quote is that she wanted to help women who were not wasting their life being a housekeeper. Because at this time, so at this time it was really difficult for women. They lost the chance to vote. What? Um, yeah. So the struggle to vote was happening a lot. You know, yeah. everybody's pushing it. So they didn't win it at this point when she started this but, school. Okay. So they didn't have it and get it taken away. No. They just didn't have they it lost, yet. Yeah. They lost the, the Great. fight. Yeah. yeah. America. Uh-huh. Great. So they didn't have it. So you have all these women incredibly frustrated as well. And so she wanted to help them find work more easily than being just a housekeeper, maid, or seamstress, or factory workers. Mm-hmm. Factory workers didn't have great conditions, and they weren't really treated very well. So to, instead of being just like a housemaid, she taught people how basically to be a housemaid for a day, steal something, and then leave and I go to another her. place. Okay. I know. I have a question. Yes. Is she the first gangster? Is she the original gangster. She is the original she is the largest at this time female gangster. Okay. So there are there were other really famous gangsters at that time and they all had connection to her as okay. well. And so she would have these big dinner parties and everybody wanted to be invited. Even if you weren't a criminal, it was like a huge honor to go to her dinner party. And then with okay, so she had tenement houses down on the lower east side. It was three levels. She uh-huh. had all of that. But then she also had warehouses in New Jersey and Brooklyn to hold all of her wares. So at one point she had like Five million dollars of materials and wares and stolen possessions that have all gone through her in a certain way, and and she, at the end of her life, she only got away with one million. But that's still a fuck ton of money, and it's, it's like a trillion, a, a ton, today. a ton of money. And so basically, she was really famous for this thing called the fence scam. Mm-hmm. So basically, you would steal something from somebody. And then hand it off to another friend and then hand it off and hand it off and it gets to her eventually. Mm. So it wasn't that – so it would be like, you know, a purse, a wallet. Like there would be a couple people around and then you hand it off so then no one ever is stuck with it. Mm -hmm. And in that case also, she never did any of the dirty work eventually. Mm. So if she did dirty work earlier in her life, at this point when she's in America, they can't get her for anything. So are – is her downline like – She's the sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. And is her downline making money? Or, like, what are they getting from this? Is this so, a pyramid scheme? I don't think it was a pyramid scheme because it was with items. So okay. people would buy and and things, and she would probably—everybody got a clip. Like, she would give people payment. Like, she would okay. basically pay these people in her own way. I don't think it was as sophisticated as, like, um, put down. But, but she would—oh, this. so she would resell their wares for profit. So it sounds like— they give her all the stuff, mm-hmm. and then they get a salary or something. Yeah, like they get that. salary. They okay. get little bits. They get well. She's famous. Her famous quote is, "I'm a ma because I give them what a mother cannot sometimes give: money, horses, and diamonds." <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's giving away money, horses, and diamonds. That's all I want: money, yeah, horses, and diamonds. That's all I want. <laughs> Some now, people say money cash hoes. I just want money, horses, and diamonds. <laughs> yeah. So this is really exciting too. So with her as her empire grew, she would hire a network of associates, which included engravers to doctor jewelry. So if something was engraved, she would change it so you couldn't trace it. Um, cab drivers for quick getaways and defense attorneys. Literally, it was Big Bill Howe and Little Abe Hummel. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> we see how they stood. But basically, she would have these two these defense attorneys to help her out. And 
And it was so, it was just so cool. So in the Chicago, I mean, I feel bad for the people who got things stolen from them, but in the Chicago fire of 1817, when everything got looted, a ton of that ended up in her possession. So all of that would go to her warehouse. Uh And then she'd be, she would sell it for profit. Wow. And she would just put money in all of the hands. And so another huge thing that I loved is that she would then recruit all of these young female crooks who were stuck down on their luck. Maybe husbands died. They didn't have it. So these extremely famous crooks, pickpockets, blackmailers, which was Big Mary, Ellen Clegg, (laughs) Queen Liz, Little Annie, Old Mother Hubbard, um, Kid Glove Rose, and Black Lena Kalinchkamit. <laughs> she wasn't black. She was Jewish. Um, and then Sophie Lyons was one of the most famous ones in history because she was, everybody knew her because she was like tall, beautiful, thin, and she was like the face of mm. this marm. And um, except Sophie Lyons came out with a book later about why being a criminal is bad mm. and turned on her and turned, like, gave away a bunch of stuff. Mm. Okay. I have some questions. Yes. Um, what was the name of her school? Did it have a name? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm sorry. I expected. I, no, I, I don't it. expect you to like know all the facts, but I had. I just want to get it right. Oh, Grand Street School. Okay, Grand mm-hmm. Street School. I love it. Um, I know you didn't save this, but this is how I'd like to think of her as as the first mafia person in New York City. <laughs> I mean, in a way, yes, because I mean, there there were things. So at that time, there were there were schemers and things happening at that time, and it's New York City, and so you have all this influx from other countries of other people who had schemed in their country. Right. <laughs> like it wasn't right, just right, homegrown. Right. So you'd have people that do things their way. And, you know, yes. in the mob, the Italians did things one way. The Irish mob did it their way. So with all of this, so she was this woman to be contented with. Mm. And she she was so smart. That's what I loved about it is that, like, all of these guys, they were big and burly and they would beat people up. She didn't. She knew that these thieves needed money themselves. Mm. They were also people down on their luck. And this was the way to get by. And the, you know, of course, like, everything happens when there's an influx of money into any country. The poor don't get that money. Mm -hmm. So with things falling and and the economy sliding, that there were more and more poor people. So the government wasn't going to take care of them, especially if they're immigrants. She's like... Not Peter Pan. Like a Mother Teresa. <laughs> no, she's Robin like Hood. Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah. yes. She's exactly that. Yes. Um, did she... <laughs> she is like Mother Teresa. <laughs> she is, except um, she, she ate a lot. So like Mother <laughs> Teresa. Who did, <laughs> did she ever get punish, punished for what she did? Yeah. So the way she got caught was by the picker... Pinkerton Detectives, Mm. the Pinkerton Detective Agency, which was basically caught a lot of criminals at that time. And what they would do is they would go undercover and be join basically her gang. And they'd even with with some crime syndicates, they'd be they'd learn to be a thief themselves. And like here with her is that she had always gone to this like to buy silk from this specific place and they helped her out. And so one of the undercover detectives then posed and they raided the store. Mm. Where he was selling silks, and and they arrested her. Um, you got to have like one guy like being in an arc. Like she had this I whole know. thing going with the it cops was for and a stuff. Long time she had it for a while, yeah. and so so this is also this is hearsay. I only saw this on one um, internet post, so I'm not sure if it's 100 percent true or if they mix it up with somebody else. But I'm gonna believe it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, it's true. So she so they had her on bail. She went into jail, and then they had her on bail, and she was going to go to trial. And they were watching her house and they had everything – they had all these cops around and everybody was watching her. So she had her maid 
get dressed up in her outfit with her famous little hat, her fascinator and her something over her face, and her maid was similar, looked like similarly. She got into the carriage and went to the courthouse, which everybody then followed. Uh-huh. And then she slipped out <sighs> and she escaped. And now this part is 100% true. She escaped to Ontario, Canada. Yes, With Canada. $1 million in cash and diamonds. Oh, <laughs> what about horses? I, I, she got to get those horses. She got to ship those horses. Yes. Yes. So she got there and she lived in Canada. And there's another like political cartoon of her like leaning on like a post in front of the Americas like they can't get to her. She's she succeeded in this way. And sadly, like her family was still here. So there was like two different versions that like when her daughter died here, she came to visit and the cops like let her off. It was just like a sad thing. So they didn't get her. But then someone else wrote that she watched from afar. And then there's also all this different stuff about when she died because they buried her back here actually in Queens. And they said that her casket was filled with rocks and crap and she wasn't actually in it. We're in Queens right now. I know. I want to go see that grave. (laughs) Um, So that so that's a hearsay or she could have actually been in it so like so they're not sure and they're not sure if like the actual date that she died is her real date and i just loved it i just love how she picked these people up and helped them and really um so some of the ways you would scam was you do pickpockets easy easy like i said you'd be hired at a lady of the house and then like steal their things and then resell them. Um, or you'd be able to, like, break into freaking safes. So cool. mm, she's so cool. And then, so, at this time, the atmosphere, it was, like, she... It was called the 13th Ward. And that was sort of, like, this black market Walmart, they say. Yeah. Like, this hallway, this, like, alleyway where everybody was selling stolen goods. Yeah. And that was, she says, where she feels that would have been the best. She said, I would have gladly forfeit every penny of my wealth in order to once again breathe freely the atmosphere of the 13th Ward. Hmm. And you know, it wasn't easy to breathe down there. <laughs> you know, it's probably, like, real stinky. But she, those, those were her groups. That was her mm-hmm. posse. Mm. And I just... I just love her. You know, this is a bold assertion I'm about to make, but she's a feminist icon. Oh, she is. And she said that. It said that she is a feminist icon because she kept, she picked women up out of being in this suppressed state. And so some people have actually reported her as being one of like the first feminist icons. Frederica Mendelbaum. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she's so cool. They call her Marm. Marm Mendelbaum. Ugh. And she is cool as hell. She's so cool. She was involved in the planning of one of the biggest heists in history, the Manhattan Savings Bank robbery. I mean, she she controlled several gangs of blackmailers and confidence men, which I love that word, confidence, confidence men. men. Oh, yeah, my God, yeah, I want to yeah. be a confidence That's man. That's what a con man is, yeah. confidence man. Yes, I love it. Mm. Um, and then one of her top competitors was the Grady Gang. So that was a big, huge gang at the time. So I she was like a Grady big, gang. huge boss. Wow. I'm Google image searching her uh, because she said she it's was not 6'11". Pretty. She said she was 6'11". And I was like, I got to see this lady. She's only 5'11". Oh, and she, she, she looks fine, but the political cartoons are not that They're nice They're not nice. They're not nice at all. And like... And if you if you look her, so one of the images too, if you Google image her, is this one of the first that comes up is her big huge party. There was a picture painted yeah. of her party, and she would host. You know, you look and it, it's like high back chairs, palms, like a chandelier. Like she really was the place to be. Yes. And criminal or not, you wanted to be around her. Mm. I mean, that is like. I mean, I do want to be around. I want. I want to talk to her. I want to know what's going on. Yes. And uh. so it's just, I really, really, really love it. So. 
Sorry, just to go back and clarify, the fence, if you say like something is a criminal fence, it acts as a middleman between the thieves and the eventual buyers of the stolen goods. What? Okay. A fend? A fence. A fence. Yes. It's called she was the first of the criminal fence. And so that means that it was I'm Googling this. It was a receiver, an a mover, a moving man, um, an individual who knowingly buys stolen goods in order to later resell them for profit. Okay. So I'm guessing also, so people would steal things for her. She'd give them a bit of money. She'd take them to her warehouse, and then she would sell them for a huge profit. Mm. And no, she wouldn't. She would sell them. Somebody else would take them She's to not sell. doing the dirty work. No. Mm-mm. And she had a haberdashery, mm-hmm. you know, just like a normal haberdashery, and then everything happened in the back. So, like, hats in the front. Hats in the front. Uh, booty in the back. <laughs> bounty in the back. Bounty in the back. <laughs> but booty. Pirate's booty. Pirate's booty, yeah. Is that That's it? It's the same. Booty guys, and bounty, same shit. Guys, I don't know anymore. Um, well, I love her. I love her. That's a great note to end on. <laughs> She's an icon. She's who we want to be. She is. Um, we, we feel like everyone's been scammed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been scammed. Mm-hmm. We know you've been scammed. I've been a couple scams. A couple scams. And don't worry. She'll tell you about... Yeah, we're going to get to those scams. Yeah, yeah. There's course. so much more. There's not enough to have in each episode, but there's a lot of scams. You're going to hear us fumbling about facts again. It's like facts are like, you know. Here they are. You know, take it, leave it. Give me the jokes. <laughs> I don't want the facts. What's the fun part? Yeah, exactly. Where were the diamonds and horses? horses. <laughs> oh, God. So we feel like everybody's been scammed. You guys, mm-hmm. feel, us, feel free to send us your oh, scams. Send us your scams. Send us your historic family scams. Yes. Like what happened in that little town that your grandmother was a part of. And yeah. I mean, everyone, there's a swindler in every house. I believe. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah. So you can email us at scamwowpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.